0: Well, thank you so much for joining us once again. It is the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, Season 2, Episode 11. I am your host and the author of one of the pieces you're about to hear today, The Great Night. You can call me Jack. Don't worry, I'm not all hung up on titles. So let's get right into it today because we have a wonderful show for you, and it's running just a little bit long, so let's get you along to it. Up first a scintillating tale from Laurelyn Page. It's an excerpt from her piece, Rivalry, Slay, number one, and I hope you enjoy. Here it is, and it starts off with a bang. I suppose I have to do this myself, don't I? Since you can't seem to do it right on your own. He hovered just above me, his breath hot on my skin, while he expertly massaged my G-spot with each stroke of his fingers. And somehow, impossibly, another orgasm racked through me with surprising speed and intensity. Yes, yes. I panted as my body shook with release. Pitiable, Edward said, increasing the pressure on my clit. You can do better than that. I thought you wanted this. I thought you wanted my god. I do. I do. Prove it, then. Show me how good your cunt can treat my cock. As of now, you don't deserve it. He added a third finger, and now he was truly fucking me with his hand, each thrust penetrating deep. It was more than I could take, another orgasm already brewing low in my belly like a tumultuous storm, and I felt the impulse to push him away. Yet... At the same time, my hips bucked up to meet each piercing stab, and my breathy words escaping from my lips were, More. Please. More. Then, it was upon me with a hurricane of a climax, whirling through me with a violent fury. Black holes spread across my vision while tears leaked from my eyes. Ah, fuck. I barely recognized the guttural moan coming from my mouth as mine. My fingers curled desperately into the backspread at my sides, sweat poured down my face, and my entire body went stiff, shaking uncontrollably, while my pussy pulsed and clenched. In the back of my head I was vaguely aware of Edward still there, talking to me with urging words that I was too brainless to understand. One hand still sat heavily across my nape like a collar, but his other hand disappeared, and a second later I heard the familiar unzipping sound of a zipper. I was still vibrating when the head of his cock brushed across my entrance. I'm not stopping to look for a condom, and I don't trust you with my cum, even if you say you're on birth control, so I'm pulling out. Without any other warning, he shoved inside of me with a low grunt, and, holy shit, he was big. I've known he was big, but the visual evidence was more different than the tactile evidence. His girth filled me completely, pressed firmly against my walls, each stroke in and out of my massaged places inside of me that had never been touched. And oh my god, I was definitely going to come again. My heels flew off as my legs and arms went instinctively around him, both to bring him closer and to keep him from going anywhere. Oh, and he also had to hold on for my own dear life, because he rode me rough with deep, rabid jabs. Even at his ferocious temple, he barely broke a sweat. I was breathless and wild underneath him while he seemed almost unaffected. His eyes, though, his eyes gave him away. I closed mine briefly first, and then I'd open them to find him studying me intently with his heavy-lidded blues. I had no idea what he saw in me, but what I saw made my stomach fly into my chest— There was a softness there I'd never seen in him before, a tenderness completely out of character. Had that look always been there, hidden by a grave exterior? Did that look live beneath in the same way a nuclear core of emotion dwelt concealed inside of me? I didn't know but I hope so. I liked that look. I wanted to hold on to it. I clung to it with my gaze and brought my hands from his shoulders up to cradle his face. He flinched at the touch and growled. His hands moved to my tangle in my hair, and he pulled viciously, as he had earlier. The message was clear. He'd fuck me, but he didn't want to be intimate— But he'd started it first, with that softness in his eyes, and I wasn't going to be outdone. I refused to remove my hands, even as his thrust grew more brutal, as he shifted his pelvis to torment and brush against my sensitive clit. It was a battle, his resolve against mine, his determination to stay cruel and hard, versus my insistence to see more of the kindness peeking out from underneath. And when his mouth crashed down against mine and his lips kissed hungrily at mine, I claimed victory as mine. Because that kiss, that kiss with its persistent strokes of his tongue and greedy nips of his teeth, that kiss was generous and warm and affectionate. That kiss was kindling And, as I clutched my fingers in his hair and devoured what he gave, another powerful orgasm surged through me. No, you don't push me out, he said, as I clamped down around his cock, a ruthless smile on the lips that had just locked with mine. You let me in when I want in. He pushed harder, forcing his way through the clenching walls of my pussy. When he was deeply seated, his cock buried inside of me to the root, he leaned his forehead against mine, and in his hazy, post-orgasm state, I may have heard wrong, but I swear he whispered, it wasn't supposed to be like this, you weren't supposed to be like this. And for the briefest of moments, I considered abandoning the game, considered trying to be an honest wife, considered trying to win his heart, to win his love. Then he changed entirely. Without disconnecting from me, he stood up to his full height and pulled me closer to the edge of the bed, lifting my hips to meet his. Here he pounded angrily into me as though he were mad at me, as though he wanted to annihilate my pussy as punishment. If that truly was what he wanted, to destroy me, I wasn't going to fight him. I was weak and boneless and could have been a decent excuse for letting him handle me in that matter. But it wouldn't have been honest. I let him because I wanted it. Wanted his malice as much as I wanted any of him. Even when I still had him, I wanted him. Wanted more of him. Wanted All of him. After a few minutes of his ruthless driving, he pulled out, and with his hand wrapped around his glistening cock, he jerked furiously towards his climax— "'Wanting all of him as I did, I sat up and reached for him. "'I wanted that glorious cock. "'I wanted to touch it and tug it. "'And if he wasn't going to release inside my cunt, "'I wanted his cum on my belly, on my hands, in my mouth. "'But he stepped back, away from me, "'and a second later he came, "'spilling milky white liquid all over his hand.' And if I for one instant thought he hadn't done it purposely, and he hadn't done specifically to deny me, his spiteful expression set me straight. Like I'd said, he was an asshole. Well, I could be an asshole too. As though I hadn't just come a miraculous four times, a mind-blowing four times... I pouted. I thought I wasn't supposed to be able to walk afterward. Normally, that would be true. Consider this a wedding gift. I hope you enjoyed it. Because it won't happen again. He pulled up his pants, leaving them unzipped, the crown of his cock peeking out. Good. I'm ready for whatever it is you prefer. It was a lie. One thing this experience had taught me was I was not at all prepared for Edward Fassbender. He smiled condescendingly. I meant we won't be having sex again at all. Before I could argue, he went on. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to say good night now, since you'll be gone by the time I'm done. It was a hard and clear dismissal Fuming, I stared daggers into his backside as he disappeared to his own suite. Then I sat for long minutes, listening to the sound of the water turn on and the change in its spray when the firm body of the man who'd just been fucking me stepped inside it. Exhaustion had returned, and, though the sex had been vanilla, my thighs ached when I stood, and my pussy felt raw and sore. I snatched my panties and my heels off the floor and retreated to my own room. The fighting was over for the night. Each of us could claim at least one victory. But this wasn't over. There would be more battles in the future. We were married now. And this marriage was war. Marriage? War? Sexiness? And not a single reference to Michael Douglas or Catherine Hepburn, so it's not the War of the Roses. No, once again, that was an excerpt from Rivalry, Slay, number one, by Laurelyn Page, P-A-I-G-E. Look it up, won't you? You can only imagine where that matrimony is going to go from here. Up next, I hope you're ready to lay right on into your mattress. You're not lying in a bed? Oh, well, that's okay, but I'm here to warn you, this next piece may just make you feel very, very, very relaxed. It's called Hypnosis, and it's here for you to listen to again and again. Oh, no. Long day, huh? Mm. It's all over your face. No. No. It's fine. You deserve this. Hey. Hey. It's okay. It's just a hard day. It doesn't define you. It doesn't define us. It doesn't define anything, except that today was hard. But just because today was difficult for you, doesn't mean you have to drift off so sullen. No. You can come back to me. You can come here. You can listen to this time after hard time after hard time. All so I can get you ready again. Ready again for tomorrow. Ready again for the next time. The next time you need it. The next time you have to listen. You are wonderful. And this is difficult. So, let go. Let go. Close your eyes and fall into the bed. Fall into it. Fall right, right into the tip of the mattress. I want your entire body to sink heavy, heavy from the bottom light at the top so that you can feel yourself falling into the mattress melding with it and then pushing through it. Feel it now as the tip of your skin is cooler on the surface than the bottom of it sinking further into the mattress further and further. You're sinking further and further into it, you're falling. Deep, slow breaths now. Deep, slow breaths. You are wonderful. You are, as is, today. The stress, the anxiety, the doubt that you are feeling, it can only exist if you believe things can be better, if you believe that you can do better, that you deserve it, that this is not right or fair, but merely temporary. You can only believe that if you believe good things about yourself, about the world, about other people. That caring, that allows you to do things that others can't. It also hurts you. It also takes a great tax from you. I'm here. We're here to replenish it. You deserve that, too. You deserve all the peace that you get. You deserve all of the patience. You do not deserve all the pain. You do not deserve all the suffering. You endure it because you are capable You endure it because you must. You endure it to get to the days that you do not need this. Those days are coming. I don't know how far away they are, but they are coming, and they will be here again. I am here. We are here to get you to them. Deep, full breathing. Deep Full breathing. In. Hold. 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 Out. Hold. 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 In. so well. Doing so well. Let's get relaxed. Hold out. We're going to go slower now. Ready? Feel your skin rise up, rise out from the depths of the mattress. Feel it pull towards the top and pull all of you in further, deeper. Feel the very warm and secure parts of you, the parts that are growing number and more comfortable, the parts that are growing and melding into the mattress, into sleep itself. Reach around and pull the top of you further down into it. There's no reason to be afraid or nervous or anxious. Today is done. Your breathing will be light and easy until you wake tomorrow. You have done what you can. Now surrender Give yourself up to sleep Nourish every part of yourself You give to others You break yourself apart like a loaf of fresh bread It's time for that energy to come back to you You deserve it too You deserve it most of all If you do not have it How can you give it to anyone else? Deep, full breaths. You're doing so well. You are. You're doing wonderfully. It's hard. There are more distractions than ever. There are more valuable ways to spend your time. And this, this is but one of them. But caring for yourself, deciding what you need, applying it, that is wonderful, I enjoy that about you, others do as well, you are strong, you are stronger than you think, and even then, you are stronger still, deep, full breathing. The light is getting dimmer here now, and you're starting to feel yourself fall all the way into the mattress. You're starting to feel yourself fall all the way into it. There, you can feel your body begin to pulse. It starts with your fingertips and your toes. It starts with your heart as well. Your heart thumps, and a tickle, a light pulse travels all the way to the smallest parts of you. You can feel it now. Every flick of your heart on and off sends that little tickle of pressure there, there. And that heartbeat, that tickle, is going to increase in speed and then slow greatly down as we lower you into the realm of sleep. You're being lowered there now, but at such a low and languid pace, like a feather, but falling straight, straight to the non-Earth below. In fact, the world seems just a little bit darker than it did last night. It seems as though darkness has made an ally with you and your eyes. It has decided that you are too fatigued and you must be alone. You must be in sleep. Darkness is your ally now, just like your bed and my voice. Darkness is here to comfort you and conceal you and guide you to sleep. The darkness will allow your body to feel what you want to feel. All day today before you began drifting down, down through this darkness, was nothing more than pain than suffering than doubt than schism but even with all that the darkness knows that the good of you the heart of you deserves every reward that it seeks and it drives you takes you to a place where you can get it a place right at the veil of waking and sleeping. It takes you there now, pushing you in, pulling you, but gently, your body is beginning to sway with it, sinking into the bed as it sinks into the darkness as it begins to pulse. Your knees, your hips, even your shoulders, you can feel them loose, yet somehow fused with the mattress as though it is getting light, your very body, and drifting both away and anchored from the bed itself. The bed itself in a perfect black void. And your image of yourself in it, though the bed is clear, continues to get more fuzzy. Your hair, it was always that color and in that place, And you don't remember what you put on to get to sleep tonight. Were you wearing anything at all? Your body is the bed. And the bed is your body. And your body is tingling. It's shifting. You can feel the coolness and softness of the bed cascading with your flesh, the radiating heat. It was not so warm before we began, and now you're like a star. If someone in this dark void was to look upon you, that's what they would see, beautiful heat and light, and they'd want to reach out and touch you, but would not be able to, because you are too powerful and too strong and too far away and much, much too beautiful. So, in this void, you are not alone, but admired. Others envy this bed as it sinks, the glowing light that it casts. They make wishes on you like a falling star, and they wish they could feel what you feel, the comfort and the peace Your very flesh is molding into the bed, into the void, pulsing and warm. The top of your skin radiates with the most wonderful heat, like a pleasant sunlight on too cool of a day trickling over the front of your skin, whereas your bottom half is still cool and strong and sinking into the cold, cold earth like beautiful stone on a hot summer day, like anything cool and strong that you would cling to. You are both of these things. You are all of these things. You are the hot and the cold. You are the strong and the soft. You are all of it, and all of it wonderful and all of it pulsing and tickling. Your body is light, and your skin begins to crackle with the most wonderful energy, the most wonderful light and smooth energy. It's fuzzy, and it tickles, and it's okay to smile at it and even laugh. Yes, you are so beautiful, as this energy makes its way to you, as it fills you from the void. But even then, it begins to feel better than that. Your body reforms on the bed as it sinks, 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 and a part of you knows without looking, without opening your eyes, that the bed is about to land on the ground, still encapsulated in the void, still too far away from prying eyes but still it will land and you on it your flesh will merge from the bed once again you will be made whole and it sounds exciting you anticipate it like you do a new day filled with promise not the same old but something good could really happen you feel wonderful about the prospects But still, you don't want it to happen just yet. Not when your body is pulsing and alive. Not so briefly after a smile. And that is when your body begins to truly pulse. As you feel your hips and shoulders re-emerge from the mattress, now they are not just light. Now they are caressed. You can feel it in the void itself and in the mattress. Tiny strokes. The most wonderful massage. It's going over your skin. It starts high up on your head, like a scalp massage from a lover from behind, raking their fingers gingerly through your hair. Then up and down. Up. down through all of it, over and around your ears, down your neck, over and up your shoulders, your entire body caressed and stroked from behind. You're lying on the most perfect lover, their body ready and firm. And that is when you begin to feel them stroking all over, all at once, caressing up and down your ankles, your heels, the back of your knees and your ass, all together. You welcome the touch. It feels wonderful. Your body is sexy and strong. You feel it being caressed. Not just from behind now, also your sides, your ribs and hips, tiny little flings of the atmosphere rubbing all over your body. Finally, the void comes down, too tempted to caress you, too sexy, too beautiful, too temporary. It kisses you all over, firm and full on the lips, lightly on your sternum. Oh, so delicately, it focuses on your breasts, all of them at once, your nipples and the full of the cups, stroked by the void, your body vibrating, feeling this wonderful connection with yourself. Every single part of you is pulsing, feeling free and full. now. Nah is when the true stimulation begins. It feels light and almost impossible the lightest trickle up and down your pussy. Like a fingertip but only the smallest fraction of one. So carefully manicured, so delicate as to slide over the tip of your pussy lips. It swims in a small circle, tickling your flower petals, making sure that you feel the vibration increase, increase, increase. And even then, it's not enough for you. Your entire body begins to pulse and feel ready for it, your feet, your ankles digging in as though you are about to climb a great summit. Your eyes swelling even further shut, the darkness making sure you have to enjoy this. Your entire body knows it's true. In the roots of your hair and your scalp, you can feel the sensation Your body is mine, your body is sleep's, your body must be taken, even if only by the void. Even if only by the darkness. You can feel it, can't you? Your head nods, your shoulders sink, and your pussy begins to be pushed in two. It is light, the sensation, the darkness all around you, your body beginning to be constrained, not by fusing with the mattress, not by being pinned down by this force, but desire. This day has been long. This has not felt right. And there's only one thing that's going to make it all worth while. And it's right between your legs the pulsing, the sensation. It continues to increase. It continues to manifest and push inside you. It's not enough, is it? It's not enough, is it? You require more. You need and deserve more, don't you? Yes, yes, yes after the day you had, after the aggravation, after all of it, feel that sensation increase. Feel it push further and harder and deeper into you. Yes, 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 you are so powerful. Yes, you can feel the sensation digging deep inside of your skin, pushing and pulsing through your very blood veins, all of it coming out of your heart and circling through your body right back into your pussy. Yes, it's there. Each fucking pulse. You deserve it and you can feel it. The darkness surrounds you. Your bed is pushing you up. Your body is warm and wants you to have this. Feel it it. Feel the power. Feel the pleasure. Deeper, deeper, deeper. Feel it pulse. Deeper, deeper, deeper. Feel it pulse. Deeper, deeper, deeper. Feel it pulse. Your entire body now, a vibration pushing through. Now from the inside out. Your spine compressing all of the pressure that we've been building into your pussy from both ends. The atmosphere, the darkness, the absolute tingling and sensation of being stretched from both sides. It's inside you now. I want you to feel it. I need you to feel it. I need you to feel it. Pushing in, pushing in, pushing in. You can come. Yes, you can. You can come. Yes, you can. Your entire body is pushing, pushing, pushing back against you Your entire body is pushing back against you It wants you to have this Supporting, buttressing against the mattress, against the darkness itself You can feel the ache build The ache builds inside you You must have this You must have this You must have this Yes, the pulse builds Yes you can The pulse builds Yes you can You can feel it You can feel it You can feel it You deserve this You can do it for me, you can feel it. You can feel it, you can feel it. You deserve this, you can do it for me. You can feel it, you can feel it. You deserve this, you can do it for me. You can do it for yourself. You deserve this, you can do it. You deserve this, you can do it, you deserve this. You can do it, you can do it, you can do it. Yes 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 And just like that the most wonderful sawing tension is broken up easy full pulses begin to take away just what they gave but your body doesn't unravel you do not get squeezed past the point of no return if anything your flesh begins to grow slack and weak and once again The backside of you begins to fuse into the mattress. Darkness surrounds you once again and begins to conceal you and cover you like a blanket, push you further into the mattress, push you further into sleep. All of the heat that you made both with today and in this place begins to exit out your lungs, exit out your fingertips and your toes. The heat jets and the steam rise up into the void and mix with nothing. Everyone who could see you from afar heard the great sound of your pleasure, but saw only a glimpse of light. No woman, no person, just a witness to the power and the pleasure and now the fading the fading into sleep your shoulders and your spine they fall into the mattress your fingertips and heels sink in like quicksand the most pleasant warm quicksand your entire body is beginning to sink into it Falling, falling, falling. You're falling into it in the most wonderful way. Your breath full. Your lungs taking the heat of your sexuality and pushing them out into the air. You're cooler now. It's still warm, but the most pleasant kind. You can feel the contrast parts of your body just too hot others just too cold but regulation evening out it's happening all the time your breath too it's slower and easier and if I or if anyone else was to see you they would see the most beautiful woman the most amazing woman there even more of her even more and even more, as she falls deep, deep into sleep. Deep, deep, deep into sleep. Deep, deep, deep into sleep. Deep, deep, deep into sleep. sleep. And here's hoping you enjoyed that piece. It's designed for you to listen to again and again, and to be very relaxed listening to. Well, that's the design at least. You never know how things are going to turn up around here, especially when you just kind of wing it, like we're about to do right now. So here we go. It's question time. Question number one comes from Amanda. Hi, this is um, my first time sending a question in, so I'm being shy. (laughs) If you could have one song playing on a loop in your head, what would it be and why? (laughs) Uh, Well, if it's going to be a song stuck in a loop in my head, uh, there's a song that's about four minutes long. It was done by a choreographer. I forget the title of it and he just stands on stage uh, for 4 minutes and does nothing. He did it uh, as a piece of art, provocative art, and to talk about copyright. Um uh, and I would do that because my goodness, any song you listen to uh enough times, it just it just becomes tedious, doesn't it? Or at least that's what I think. Uh there's a great piece of advice when it's when it comes to earworms. That's a common nomenclature for a song that's stuck in your head. What you'll realize when you have an earworm, uh, especially if it's the same one over and over again, you don't particularly get a song stuck in your head. You typically get a good 20 to 40 seconds stuck in a loop. It's even more annoying. So one way that you can drive that earworm out, I find it very effective myself, is to listen to the whole song. This is great, if you listen to songs on the radio. However, I found out this is a really, really bad way to get rid of a song that's seven and a half minutes long, and you have a particularly seconds stuck in your head, and none of them, none of those 90 seconds are particularly lyrics, but instead kind of noises and music. I listened to the seven-and-a-half-minute song over and over and over again. And, my goodness, eventually the earworm dislodged. But I think it took a piece of my sanity with it. Thank you very much, Amanda. Up next, Sierra. Hey, Jack. This is Sierra, and it's my first time asking a question. Thank you so much, darling. Thank you. Um, So I was wondering if, you had a favorite way of tying someone up <laughs> okay, uh congrats on moving. I hope you find a place soon. Oh thank you. So, bye uh, for everyone who didn't know, I'm in the process of moving, uh so I appreciate you asking a question, Sierra. Uh, and, uh, of course, all the well wishes. Thank you very much, darling. When it comes to bondage, I'll admit I need more practice. I would love to go to a rope rope course, but I want to go with a partner. I don't want to go with a friend. I don't want to go with a colleague. I want to go with somebody I actually want to tie up. That way I think I will pay more attention and take it more seriously, to be perfectly frank. Uh, That being said, my favorite way to bind somebody is with the full wrist cuffs. I like full wrist cuffs with a chain in between. Why the wrist cuff instead of handcuffs? Well, it's not just about the pain and pleasure principle. It's also about restraint. One thing that I really enjoy about wrist cuffs is you don't particularly need a headboard or a pole or a fence or something like that to wrap the chain around with the handcuffs to make it effective with wrist cuffs you can just pin them to any other part of the body or wrap them around something else for instance if you bring a woman's legs up and her wrists or a woman's legs up so that her knees are crooked uh, and there's space in between them you can then cuff her wrists in between uh uh, her under legs and so long as you keep her in a fairly inflexible position she won't be able to get her feet out Uh, and if she can well then bonus to you lads you've gone home with a cirque delay saw star goodness i'm stuttering so much i don't know what's going on maybe i'm trying maybe maybe you guys are finally making me nervous and i'm finally trying to be cool in front of you you ever think about that uh <clears throat> Thank you very much, Sierra. Uh, up next, we have a final question from Sophie. Hello, Jack, and hello, everybody that might be listening to this. Hi. This is Sophie, and I hope you all are doing well. Oh since it's the spooky season of October, I wanted to ask a spooky question. Yes, please. um I remember growing up, there was a story about a ghost with crooked joints that haunted a high school in our neighborhood. Oh. Were there any ghost stories or spooky folklore around the neighborhood or region you grew up in? If so, um, would you mind sharing it with us? Uh, What a great... Thank you, and keep being awesome. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I very much appreciate that, Sophie. That's the last uh, question uh, of today, and uh, I guess I will springboard a little bit into it. Sure. So the first thing that I would like to talk about, since they've become kind of popular, is that we we have two regional cryptoids uh that i grew up with uh one of them is the chupacabra chupacabra um outside of uh the american southwest if you look up uh imagery of it it looks very scary uh it looks very demonic and kind of looks like a gargoyle or or again a demon um that is not really the myth that we grew up with. We grew up with the myth of the goat sucker. Now, we call him chupacabra, uh, but we do – in the exact same way that people – the word coyote, coyote, uh, is ironically pronounced coyote. Like when you want to make fun of a redneck, you go, yeah, them coyotes were yippin'. Um, in the exact same way – we kind of made fun of chupacabra and called them goat suckers. Uh, But when anybody would talk about a goat sucker, you know that they're talking about the mythical chupacabra. Um, They're not big and scary. They uh, are not human killers outside of uh, where I grew up. Apparently, the myth gets a bit more amazing if you get on the coasts. Or, or outside of America, and chupacabra are people killers, and again, like gargoyle-sized. Uh, the myth we grew up with was that they sometimes you would find cattle or livestock drained of blood, but definitely not a bat or a vampire bat uh, or something along those lines. Uh, very mysterious deaths. Uh, sometimes the throats would be slit. Sometimes it would be entire herds, yada, yada. That's the myth of la chupacabra. So another one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Another myth is uh, we have a, a witch. She's like La Mulana. Uh, we have a, a witch that's in the American Southwest. If you see her... Uh, she's often in a white dress. She's often uh, in this on the side of uh, highways and roads and that sort of thing. These are both major throughout the American Southwest. There's a, again, she's an older woman, typically speaking, or she's a young woman, and then you see her as a crone after you try and help her. Sometimes she pretends to have a stranded car. Uh, th- it sounds like it's a myth to not help little old ladies stranded on the side of the road. Frankly, uh, the more you talk about it, and uh, it's that one's uh, taken a little bit more seriously, I would say, but also not really. Uh, more mentions of her were made. Definitely not as ubiquitous as Chupacabra. Growing up, uh, now here's a super specific one. Uh, mentioning gargoyles earlier, there's a statue in a cemetery in New Mexico. I'll keep it loose. Uh, in a way, I kind of, I kind of dislike it when Aaron Mankey gets too specific about like little out-of-the-way cemeteries because, you know, he's causing them a lot of damage by tourism. Uh, So I'm not going to get too specific, but there is a kind of gargoyle myth. Uh, And so this particular myth uh, is for young, younger people, for adolescents. And the reason why I say this is because in high school there was this story uh, about – I heard about this story before I got into high school and then in high school and especially afterwards is when, I, is when I heard the whole mythos of this gargoyle. But basically, it's a fun little idea that in this New Mexican out-of-the-way cemetery, there is a gargoyle in which the more you have had premarital sex, the more it hurts you. And I'm not quite sure how to wrap it up. Obviously, no two kids tell the story the same way. Uh, but I'll tell my own personal story with this gargoyle, and then we'll close out the episode that way. So uh, essentially, like, again, it's just a basic premarital mythos taboo kind of thing. It's in a cemetery. It is a real life stone statue. It is very spooky. Uh And the idea is as you approach it, because it's not really guarding anything, as you approach it on this little stone path, the closer you get to it and the more promiscuous you've been, the more damage it can do to you. And you do it in front, of of course, your adolescent friends. Uh, We heard this myth before I went to high school. And in high school, I convinced uh, me and another guy, convinced two gals. Uh, after they told us this story, and we acted very surprised and very, very confused about what it would be if we could do it, and then true story, my friend, uh, not not really a friend, my colleague, my partner in crime for this particular story, ingeniously, ingeniously acted a little bit afraid going up to the statue, and then he hooked his T-shirt. It was a shitty, t- cheap, fucking T-shirt onto the statue's hand so that it grabbed him a little bit, and then, "Ah, ah," and then the girls screamed, and then I got smooches, and it was a wonderful little experience of going to a cemetery, and honest to goodness, that was great, and at the time, that was the highlight, but now as an adult... Uh, who's who's had a bit more experience? The definite highlight was that as we were coming out of this uh, cemetery after making smoot after splitting up and making smooches in a pair, uh, the four of us were walking out together, and <laughs> we walked past a foursome of just fucking super goths, and then. <laughs> And again, at the time, I was like, yeah, I made out with a girl, I'm so hot, this is so great. That was the highlight, but definitely in retrospect, the idea that the Goths were there, like to do the midnight hour ritual version of what we had just done. (sighs) I wish we had circled back. God, I wish I see how the Goths game had gone with that. Was it as smooth as my little cowboy friend? I don't know. So that is your story about a scary, scary statue and some scary things of the American Southwest, of which I have partook a little bit uh, one way or another. Guys, thank you so much for all the well wishes, for all the questions and everything else. The podcast continues to roll right on out with and for you. I appreciate you all very, very much. Thanks again to Laurelyn Page for that wonderful excerpt today. Thank you, guys, to everybody who asked a question, Amanda, Sierra, and Sophie. I appreciate you all very, very much. Three more episodes left in Season 2. Don't worry. I'm not going to leave you high and dry for the vacation and holiday season. It's just not going to be as frequent. You're still going to get me, just not as much. So don't be afraid, and I'll see you here next week. Bye.